Well, good morning, everybody, again. <laughs> I can think of, you can't say good morning too many times. Um, can we just have a real moment here for a second? How many of you, the Lord, like, asks you to do something, and you're like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Well, we can do it together. And then life tries everything it can to just, like, crush you and suck every little ounce of, like, time out of yourself. And is it just me? And you're like, but I got to do the thing because the Lord asked me to do the thing. And he's like, I got you. You're good. It's all good. But then life's just like, woo, woo, and like ninja moves and trying to get in the Well, that was my week. And I finally yesterday was like, I'm gonna, I got to get out of my house because my kids are amazing. But there were kids over and it was hard to focus. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to finish writing this message. And I go to Starbucks and it's a good problem to have, but I walk in there and Joe is Joe Henderson's in there and another person from our church. So I'm like, Hey guys, how's it going? And then that other person comes over and talks to me for a while. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get plugged back in. And I'm back in for like five minutes and in through the door walks two more people that I know. And that turns into a 20 minute conversation. And it was like, not all the ninja kicks are bad, but it just was like, Lord, Jesus, I, all of that to say, I feel like there is something really valuable and the Lord really has something that he wants you guys to hear and to pick up and take out with you this morning. And sometimes you feel the most pushback when the Lord really is trying to push through that to get something into your hands. So with that, can we all just be excited about what the Lord has for you this morning? All right. Okay, I would get in big trouble if I didn't at least give you a couple of jokes this morning. So, are you guys ready? Okay. I once wrote a song about a tortilla, but it's more of a rap. Yeah. If you see a crime at an Apple store, are you an eyewitness? Are you an eyewitness? If you don't get that, you just ask somebody else. Did Noah include termites on the ark? I thought that was a really good question. Did he put the termites on the ark? Where are average things manufactured? Where are average things manufactured? They are manufactured at the satisfactory. Satisfactory. Thank you. That one got a good shuckle. And this one's a little near and dear to my heart. So why did the nurse need a red pen? In case she wanted to draw blood. All right, that's that's what I have for you this morning. I know, I know, but they're so funny. They're so fun. Okay, well, hey, we have been in a series for the last couple of weeks. We're just kind of getting started. Uh, it is up on the screen for you, so I, you, it's it's a given. You all get 100% so far. What is our series? LED, Living Empowered Daily. And so far, we've had a message from Pastor Dan, and he talked to us about who is the Holy Spirit, which if you're going to talk, if you're going to have a series about living empowered by the Spirit daily, you probably should have a good idea of who the Holy Spirit is. And then after that, uh, Debbie Mendoza talked to us on being Spirit-filled and Spirit-led, and that was really cool because she gave a really beautiful presentation of who the Holy Spirit is, how he works, what he wants to do in and through you. We had an opportunity for people to come and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I just want to say that is not like a special thing, that there needs to be a special service for that to happen. If there is ever a time that you want somebody to come and pray for you and the Lord is stirring that in your heart, come up and get prayed for that. It doesn't have to be that special day. There is no special day to be filled and baptized in the Spirit. Amen? Amen. 
So today we are going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit, spiritual gifts. They probably don't look exactly like this, but the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, uh, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that we don't have to try and do this life alone. Lord, I thank you that we are equipped. Lord, I thank you that we are empowered to do everything that you ask us to do, Lord, with your authority and in the name of Jesus. Lord, would you help us just kind of hold on to what you're trying to teach us this morning so that we can be better equipped and more empowered to go out and be on mission. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, well, here's a great way to start. What are the gifts? What are the gifts of the Spirit? Where are they, and what are they for, or how are we supposed to use them? So I want to preface up front that this is a lot of information, and you could literally spend hours talking about each category of these gifts, but our time this morning is limited. So, But everything that I'm sharing, I can make available to you if you want to... Um, do some more work on your own as far as digging deeper into it. But I also think we're going to leave here excited and feeling very equipped and empowered to do that to which God has called us to do. Okay, what makes the most sense and the easiest way to understand these gifts is to separate them into three categories. So everybody say motivational gifts, manifestation gifts, and ministry gifts. I'm going to ask you to talk back to me a lot this morning, so if you don't like it, get comfortable with it already, okay? Another way for my brain to remember these, and um, my friend, pastor, mentor, uh, Marion Engineering, teaches them this way, and it has stuck in my brain, is that they are the gifts in you. Everybody say, in you. The gifts that flow through you. Say, through you. And the gifts given to you. Okay. In you, through you, and to you. So I want to start with the first group, and these are the motivational gifts. These are the ones that are in you. Sometimes you will hear these referred to as the Romans 12 gifts, which is also a good way to remember them because it's always great to actually read the Word of God and what it has to say about something. So let's read this together. Romans 12, 6 through 8. It says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So as a really easy-to-see comprehensive list of what Paul was referring to here are the seven motivational gifts up here on the screen. So you have the prophet, perceiver, the teacher, exhorter, server, giver, administrator, and mercy, compassion kind of go together in one category. And here's a little snapshot of what these gifts might look like um, in real life. Um, and then I love this. There's an interesting way to picture these gifts. Um, the motivational gift of prophecy are the eyes and body of Christ. Service are the hands and the hands of the body of Christ. Teaching is the mind of the body of Christ. Giving are the arms. Exhortation are the mouth. Administration are the head. And mercy are the heart. 
So let's just start uh, with prophecy really quick, guys. I know we're going fast, but um, prophecy. Believers with the motivational gift of prophecy are the seers or eyes of the body. They have insight, foresight, and act like watchdogs in the church. They warn of sin or reveal sin. They are usually very verbal and may come across as judgmental and impersonal. They are serious, dedicated, and loyal to truth over friendship. So let me, after I read that, let me tell you that each gift has a healthy way that it is expressed and an unhealthy way that it is expressed. So as you're reading these gifts, just know that when it's used as God has intended it to be used, it is a beautiful, healthy expression of that gift. But it can also be used unhealthy, and I think we've all seen um, our TV and our social media feed full of some unhealthy expressions of these giftings as well as the other giftings in the future. But, um, okay, so ministering or serving... Those with the motivational gift of serving are the hands of the body. They are concerned with meeting needs. They are highly motivated. They are doers. They may tend to overcommit, but they find joy in serving and meeting short-term goals. Okay, Teaching. Those with the motivational teaching are the mind of the body. They realize their gift is foundational. They emphasize accuracy of words. They love to study, and they delight in research to validate truth. Giving. They are the arms of the body. They truly enjoy reaching out and giving. They are excited by the prospect of blessing others. They desire to give quietly in secret, but will also motivate others to give. They are alert to people's needs. They give cheerfully and always give the best that they can. That's the givers. Exhorters. Those with the motivational gift of exhorters are the mouth of the body. And that makes me laugh because anybody that is an exhorter, you, like Maggie Taylor's in here and Maggie's an exhorter. And Maggie's like, I just have to tell myself to stop talking because we just, I'm an exhorter too. We just like to talk. We just like to talk, 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 talk. And when that gift is used healthy, uh, we are cheerleaders. We encourage other believers. We're motivi- motivated by a desire to see people grow and mature in the Lord. And they're positive and they speak They seek positive responses. Um, Administration or leadership, they are the head of the body. They have the ability to see the overall picture and set long-term goals. They're good organizers and find efficient ways of getting work done. Although they may not seek leadership, they will assume it when no leader is available. They receive fulfillment when others come together to complete a task. And then the last one is mercy or compassion. And they are the heart of the body. They easily sense the joy or distress in other people and are sensitive to feelings and needs. They are attracted to and patient with people in need, motivated by a desire to see people healed of hurts. They are truly meek in nature and avoid firmness. So, sorry, I know that was a really fast overview, but again, like if you want to like look at these a little bit deeper, I can give resources to you to kind of unpack that a little bit more. But probably as I read that, Something resonated inside of you where you were like, I think that's me. Like, that sounds like me. And so these are the gifts that God has placed inside each of you purposely and intentionally. Each of you has at least one, but probably more of these. And God has put them in you in a unique way so that you can do, listen to me here, you can do in the way God needs you to do it what he put you here on earth to do. I'm going to say that again. You have these gifts put in you in a unique way so that you can do in the way God needs you to do it what he put you here on earth to do. 
You have been designed and created, church, for purpose. On purpose, for purpose. These gifts are very, very closely tied to your calling and your assignments. That's that thing that you feel like God has given you as your specific purpose. And so these gifts, these gifts you own. You are individually equipped, but they are always, always, always to be used as a part of the whole. They are individual, but to be used as a part of the whole. It is very helpful for you actually to know and have a very strong awareness of these gifts so that you can, um, I like to say, excitedly participate in and own your purpose in the kingdom. There's a lot of spiritual gift tests out there, assessments, um, discovery tools that will help you determining which ones are yours. Um, I would suggest that if you've never taken one, especially specifically for the Romans 12 gifts, the motivational gifts, that you do that. And maybe if it's been a long time since you took one and you don't even really remember what the answer was, that you take it again. Um, I coach women ministry leaders through an eight-month-long cohort, and we always, always, always start right here with these basics because you have to know how has God uniquely designed and gifted you. How do you take those gifts with you and that uniqueness of your makeup to add to the work that God is doing. And once you have a firm grasp on that, honestly, it makes finding not just your lane, but your fast lane into your calling and your purpose. And it's really exciting. It's really exciting. Okay, honestly, I could talk about these ones forever, but we have to keep moving. So, here we go. What were those gifts? Where are they found? And where do you find them? In you. Okay. All right. Next are the manifestation gifts. Everybody say manifestation gifts. These are the ones that flow through you. Through you. And they're also known as the First Corinthians gifts because guess why? Thank you. They are in First Corinthians. You Okay. Let's read them together. Uh, you don't have to read with me, but we'll read them together. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit, everybody say same Spirit, gives a message of special knowledge. The what? Same Spirit gives faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. And still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. Okay, so these are the First Corinthians manifestation gifts. So let's just list them out here, and then we'll talk about them a little bit. It's really easy. Um, these gifts, uh, if you remember, 333. Three, three. So 333. Three. There's nine together. But three, three, and three. And the categories are the revelation gifts. And this means, if you're easy to remember, like you know something. And then you have the power gifts, which is do something. And the speaking gifts, which is to say something. So the revelation gifts, the gifts to know something. You have word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Those are the three revelation knowing something. The power gifts to do something. We have the gift of faith, gift of healing, and the working of miracles. And then the speaking gifts to say something, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. 
and a really quick overview of these for you guys. Okay, the revelation gifts, the word of wisdom. Individuals with this gift have the ability to make wise decisions and to advise others similarly. This wisdom isn't just from trial and error in their own lives, but through supernatural. Everybody say supernatural. Supernatural understanding from God. This is not just good advice. Okay? This is a supernatural understanding from God. They see clearly through confusing circumstances and direct themselves and others towards God's will, closely adhering to the word of God. That's a word of wisdom. A word of knowledge. People with this gift have a deep understanding of the will and ways of God, personally and through scripture, supernaturally. They can discern truths about spiritual matters in order to teach or direct the church. Sometimes God gives a word of knowledge about a particular situation or person in order to protect, warn, or guide. Discerning of spirits. It's also referred to as distinguishing between spirits. People with this gift have the ability to discern whether a situation, person, or event is good or evil, right or wrong, heavenly or demonic. This gift is important because it can help protect God's people and lead them in the right direction. So those are the revelation gifts, the knowing. These are the power gifts. These, you visibly demonstrate God's power. So faith. This is different than the regular faith that we have, which all believers have. The gift of faith involves the supernatural ability to believe and trust God in extenuating circumstances for extraordinary results. The gift of faith often brings about incredible miracles and is closely related to the other power gifts. Gift of healing. God works through a person with this gift through a person to heal and restore people's bodies, minds, and emotions. This person has a level of faith to believe God for healing in any situation and is willing to try even non-conventional methods if God leads. Supernatural with God, God leading. And then the working of miracles. A person with this gift can be used by God to do any type of creative miracle from using physical strength to move a car to regenerating a body part to affecting the weather. There is no limit to what God can do. And the person with this spiritual gift has the faith to believe God for anything. Okay, and then the last three. You guys still with me? Okay, speaking gifts. So these are speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. God uses these gifts to audibly communicate through us to us. So speaking in tongues is a gift that is assigned to unbelievers. A person with this gift will supernaturally, supernaturally speak in an unknown language. This is different than your prayer language, okay? This is not tongues that you pray to the Lord in and everybody has access to that. This is the supernatural gift of tongues. Um, they will supernaturally speak in an unknown language and get the attention of everyone nearby. If this gift is used in a corporate setting, the message in tongues must be interpreted. If you've been here long enough, you know that we have that happen from time to time. Somebody, the Lord will give them a gift in a word of a tongue and they'll share it. And then somebody else, the Lord will give them the gift of the interpretation of that, which is the next one. And they have the supernatural ability to understand and explain to others the message that was given in tongues. And the result is that God is glorified and the church is edified. And the last one is prophecy. They don't necessarily tell the future as much as they build up. Everybody say build up, encourage, and redirect the church body. We have seen a lot of abuse of this gift in 
a lot of damage, a lot of bad leadership, a lot of speaking forth things that are not meant to edify, encourage, and build up the church. This gift was meant to help encourage and redirect and edify the church body. They help the church understand the heart and desires of God and urge the church to wholeheartedly pursue God and holiness. Okay, so these gifts are supernatural. Did I say that enough to you guys? They're supernatural. You don't own these, but they are available to every spirit-filled believer. The purpose of the manifestation of the spirit is to benefit the entire church body, not just you. These gifts are given by the Holy Spirit at a specific time for a specific purpose. They are free to use abundantly and freely as the Spirit directs, hence they flow through you. God puts them in your hands to give away to somebody else. Does that make sense? Okay, good. Because even if it doesn't, we got to move on. All right. The last set of gifts, very briefly, are the ministry gifts. Often you will hear these as the five-fold ministry. Um, so these are the ones that are given to you. And when I say to you, what I mean is they're given to the church um, through a person. And we call these the Ephesians gifts. So let's read Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So let's read these, uh, the list of these we just read. It's apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. A little snippet of what those uh, gifts and offices look like. An apostle is the divine ability to start and oversee the development of new churches or ministry structures. It's a special ability God gives to some to exercise general leadership or oversight over a number of churches with an authority in spiritual matters. So that's apostle. The office of prophet, which is different from the manifestation gift of prophecy, which is different than the motivational gift of prophecy. I know it starts to get a little muddled, but they are different. A prophet releases God's word and truth. Prophets often receive messages from God and then they share with others to prepare God's people. Prophets also have a role in interceding for people. That means that a prophet can prophesy over others to, listen to me, edify or build up the church and church leaders. An evangelist, I think we can all know what this one is, but they evangelists gather people. It's someone who is responsible for sharing the gospel message with those who haven't heard it yet. They often do this through preaching and teaching. They have a heart for discipleship, which means they help new believers grow in their faith. Pastor. A pastor is someone who shepherds the flock, the local church. This means they care for the spiritual needs of the people in their church. They also have a role in teaching and preaching, and they often do this through sermons and Bible studies. Pastors guard the sheep just like a shepherd would protect his sheep. And then the last one is teacher. A teacher is someone who is responsible for instructing others in the things of God. They often do this by breaking down the word of God. That can be in a Bible study setting or from the pulpit. Teachers also have a heart for equipping people to be able to study the Bible on their own. So very quickly, that's a definition kind of of those five uh, ministry gifts. And these gifts are given to some, and their purpose is to equip the church for service. 
It's often referred to, sometimes we refer to it as an anointing um, to a certain ministry. So these are men and women that the Holy Spirit has gifted to help train you and to help mobilize you in your gifts. Make sense? Okay, let's recap. So what is the first group of gifts? They are found in Romans 12, and they're called the? And where are they? In you. Okay. You have been created and designed with these gifts in you for purpose. Let's remember that. And then the first Corinthians gifts are the? Okay. If with these gifts, the church is empowered with these gifts to flow through us for mission. Okay. The church is empowered with these gifts to flow through you for missions. And then the Ephesians gifts are the? Okay, and these gifts have been given to you, the church, to equip you for service. Okay, I need a drink. Okay, um, and I had, the Lord told me to write this down. I kind of touched on it early, but be a good steward of your gift. Can we just hear that for a second? Be a good steward of your gift. Each of these gifts can be manipulated and used to tear down and hurt others or elevate ourselves. I use this example with my kids all the time when I'm talking to them about their gifts because kids have gifts too. Amen? There's no junior Holy Spirit. My kids have spiritual gifts. And I have one that particularly has a gift that has a lot of words attached to it. And when I'm talking to her about the words because she's... She's got the gift of encouragement, but she also has the gift of the, uh, the prophetic vein of that one, which is a high sense of justice. This is right, and this is wrong, and you're not going to convince me that I'm either way this. And she uses her words often to explain that to me. But I will tell her, and this is for everybody, when I will tell her, because as I'm talking, you know, I'm like, let's make this relatable to for all of us to remember and so instantly my brain goes marvel superhero and i tell her i'm like you have been equipped with superpowers okay all of us we've been equipped with superpowers and as uncle ben says in spider-man remember what he says with great power comes great responsibility i think uncle ben was uh, an encourager because he was always encouraging uh, Spider-Man. He's like, Peter, you can, you know, use your, anyway. So uh, with great power comes great responsibility. And then I tell her, I'm like, you get to choose how you're going to use those powers. God has given them to you. He has put them inside of you. You choose. You're going to use them for good or are you going to use them for evil? And I think each of us needs to ask ourselves that question. Are we using our gifts? Are we using those superpowers that God has given to us? for good or are we using them to cause damage and destruction you get to choose okay this says breathe so i'm going to take a breath and as my friend nacho says let's get down to the (laughs) nitty-gritty this has been very informational so far i hope but let's get a practical application in here and after all of that i remember just asking the lord i'm like Holy Spirit, like, what do you want to say to LifeSpring this morning? This is a lot of just information, but at the heart of it, what do you want to say to your people this morning? And our series is called LED Living 
empowered daily. So the question is, how do the gifts of the Spirit fit into this series? And very simply, in order to operate fully in any and all of the gifts, we need to partner with the Holy Spirit. We need to partner with him. And how do we do this? I'm so glad you asked. Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 12:1, it says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question, this tells me the Corinthians had questions, so it's okay for us to have questions too. Your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us. I don't want you to misunderstand this. So my first point is that we need to understand the gifts. We just briefly went through all of them, but partnering with the Holy Spirit in this area means asking him to help you understand and understand your particular motivational gift so that you can better understand the body or better serve the body and the kingdom in your strengths. So help us understand our motivational gifts and help us understand the manifestation gifts so that I can be ready to respond when he wants me to impart one of these gifts to you to use. We have a part to play in this as well. So read the word some more. Do a word study on these three passages. Take the gifts assessments. Take some classes that teach you more in depth about how to operate in and use these gifts. Surround yourself with people that have learned these things and learn from them. Just like the Corinthians, ask questions. We have copies of this book still back in the office. It's called Prophesy by Pastor Ben Dixon. This is an excellent resource for learning how to hear and discern the voice of God. There's so many tools available at our disposal. So if you need to help understand what these gifts are and how to use them, equip yourself as well. And then the second point is understand. So understand the gifts and then understand your part and who it is that determines it. Each of us has a part to play in the kingdom and in the body. Your part, please hear me, your part is needed and is valuable and important. You are gifted individually by the Father and through the Holy Spirit for the greater purpose of being a part of the whole. Should we look at what the Bible says about being a part? Yes, we should. So I purposely left the out when I initially read so that we could talk specifically about this here. So it's a lot of scripture, but I think that's okay. So it's all going to be up on the screen. And we'll start with Romans 12. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong. Everybody say belong, belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different, everybody say different, different gifts for doing certain things well. And then we're going to go to 1 Corinthians, starting in chapter, verse 4. See, there are different, everybody say different, different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord, Amen. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Did you guys hear that? To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. 
to another, the same spirit gives the message of special knowledge that goes through all of the spiritual gifts we just talked about. And then in verse 11, it says, it is the one and only spirit who distributes all of these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. We are one body with many parts. Verse 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, first of all, that would be weird. But how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The hand can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Just sit with that for a second. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. And the last one in Ephesians 4, For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. So did anybody else pick up on a theme that Paul was trying to get across here? We are individually a part of a whole. And each of us has value. Each of us is important. We each have function. We each are needed. And as I was praying this morning, I felt like the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, I'm already kind of going along. He's like, say it. I was like, yes, Lord. So (laughs) he There is such a crisis of identity in our world today. And I'm not just talking about unbelievers, but also in believers and in the church. And we have become so lost in who we are and what we're supposed to do, what we're meant to do, that we will literally exhaust ourselves trying to find it anywhere and everywhere. We will try and mold and shape ourselves to look like somebody else to be something else, to be what we were never meant to be in order to feel like we belong. And then one other thing that happens is that 
we want to belong, but we also want to belong to people that look and act and just like us. So all of the feet, you want to just like all be feet. And we were never meant to all be feet. That's weird. And then like, there's a bunch of eyes over here and all the eyes want to just, well, because I, I, you all get me and we understand each other. But the Lord is like, if all the eyes are together, it doesn't work. If all the feet are together, it doesn't work. I have made you individually unique and gifted appropriately so that when you come together, you are a beautiful whole body. Make sense? And also, it frees us up from the comparison game, which is also keeps us from being free to work the way that God intended us to work in our giftings, is you tend to look at yourself, man, I wish I was a hand. The hand gets to do really cool things. God, make me a hand. Or you try and be a hand, but it's just awkward and it doesn't work because you're not a hand. But we have to celebrate the hands while at the same time learning to be free and be in the feet, right? Celebrate your brothers and sisters in their giftings because they're needed. Be confident and walk freely in your giftings because you are needed. I wasn't meant to be Kyla. Kyla wasn't meant to be me. Kyla gets to go places and speak things and be Jesus to people I'm never going to get to be that for. I get to go places and speak things to people and be Jesus to places she's never going to get to go in a way that people are going to understand. Do you see what I mean? Like we're all needed and your gifts are given to you for a specific reason. You have to learn how to be free and excited about your part. Okay. The last thing is this, people. Use your gifts. Use your gifts. Activate and deploy your gifts. Walk in your gifts. How do you do this? Number one, be filled with the Spirit. This is a partnership. You have the Romans gifts. You have the motivational gifts in you. But again, we talked about if you're not being filled with the Spirit, those gifts can be a mess. There's the supernatural manifestational gifts. Like if you're not walking and tapped in and filled with the Holy Spirit, those aren't for you. It's a partnership. And then um, the second thing is that you need to walk with the Spirit. Spend time with Him. Be prepared. Train. Build your spiritual muscles and be strong in your spiritual disciplines. Spend time listening to His voice and responding. I really quickly, I love this story, but you do have to kind of train yourself to hear and respond to the voice of God. Dan, a couple of years ago, was like, Lord, I just really want to hear your voice. I really want to hear you. Help me hear you better. Help me hear you more. And he was out for a walk, and the Lord was like, pick up that piece of trash. And he was like, I don't know if I want to do Well, anybody that knows Dan knows he would pick up the trash. But the Lord was like, pick up that trash. And so he's like, okay. And he, I think he walked past it, but then he came back and picked it up. And then he said that started like a year-long journey of the Lord having him pick up trash everywhere that he went. But the Lord was training him to hear his voice and respond in the moment so that when he needed to give a gift to somebody else in that moment, Dan would be like, okay, where do you want me to go with it? It's that hearing and responding in the moment. The Bible says to fan into flame your gift. That is active participation, people. 
fan it into flame. Stay sharp and ready to go at any minute. And then the last one is you need to partner with the Spirit. Be available. Everybody say available. Just be available. Where do you want me to use these, Lord? When? How? To whom do you want me to give it? Can you imagine, and actually I do, I want you to imagine with me, that each of us before we walk in these doors on a Sunday morning would be asking the Holy Spirit this question. Lord, um, Kyla, can I borrow you? I didn't ask you beforehand. I'm sorry. Okay. Put on your, this is your you. This is Kyla. And Kyla has some really cool Romans 12 gifts that are in her. So they go with her everywhere. She's probably got a little encourager in there. Anybody who knows Kyla knows she's probably a giver. So the Lord's like, I put these in you. These go with you everywhere. But can you imagine as we are walking in the church doors with our gifts, before we even cross the threshold, we're sticking our hands out and saying, Lord, what did I, I said it really good. Would you show me, put something in my hands to give away. Holy Spirit, put something in my hands to give away this morning. And she walked into church like this, eyes open, walking in her giftings, because she's going to deliver this in her unique way, because she's playing her special needed part. But she's going to walk in, you know, I'm Holy Spirit, come with me. We're walking, you're like, who do I? And he's like, I want you to give this to Grace. And I want you to tell Grace, because this is encouragement here. This is a, I want you to tell her the Lord sees you. And the Lord says that he's seen your struggle and he's seen what your week's been like and there's some discouragement, but he just wants you to know that he loves you, he is for you, and he's proud of you. That's all. Love you. And then we walk away. And now Grace is encouraged. Kyla's gift, the gift of the Spirit flowed through Kyla. Did you see that? You can take the backpack off if you want. It's right and then we, there's the ministry gifts, which I'm up here this morning as a pastor, teacher, and the Lord gives me this, and he's like, I want you to give this to the church. So this is given to me, but it's actually for you. Does that help? Does that help you understand it? Lord, would you show me who needs this? Instead of hoping that our needs will be met by X, Y, and Z happening, Or even looking around hoping that somebody walked in here with a box for us. What would that look like? How would that change our church? If everyone was just walking around being available for the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do through you. To encourage, edify, build each other up, speak a word of wisdom or knowledge during a conversation or prayer time. I think what healings? Miracles, we are all parts of the same body. We're not the same parts, but we're different needed and vital parts. We need each person in here to be fully, fully playing their part in the mission of Jesus on this earth. Because when that happens, church, look out. Look out. What if depression was broken off in here this morning? What if offense was dropped? 
What if bodies were healed and relationships were restored? Hello, what if somebody got saved? What if somebody got saved? Oh my God, can we just all be available to the Holy Spirit and see some lives radically transformed for the kingdom of God? Can we all just walk in here in the morning instead of just walk in with our hands in our pockets? Can we walk in with this posture? Lord, put something in my hands to give away this morning. Who do you want me to encourage, to edify, and to build up? And then be looking. Keep your eyes up. And by the way, this isn't just a Sunday thing, right? This is a daily thing. This series isn't called LEW weekly or LEM monthly. It is LED. We are living empowered daily. Do you think Sundays are the only days that we can be used to encourage or walk in our gifting to unify the body of Christ? Do you think it's only Sundays? No, it is not only Sundays. How about when you're in your small group? How about when you're having coffee with your friend? How about when you're with your family? When you're parenting? How about we always be in that position? God, put something in my hands today. We get out of bed. God, put something in my hands to give away. So our phones... Our phones make it so easy, you guys. We don't even have to be in the same time zone to do this. We don't have to be present with each other. If the Lord puts somebody on your heart, text them right then. Be responsive. Be hearing the Lord and responding to him. Bless somebody. Encourage somebody. We need the superpower, supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to do what he's asking us to do, to edify the church, to use our unique gift sets, to walk out, our purpose and calling to advance the mission of Jesus on the earth. We cannot do it in our own power. So I want you to leave with this. I want you to understand the gifts. I want you to understand your part. And then simply the Holy Spirit's asking you to use them. Use your gifts. So I'm just going to go to the keyboard for a minute or two. And what I would love is for us to just take this opportunity to make yourselves available to the Holy Spirit. Just make yourselves available to the Holy Spirit. Ask him what he might want to do through you this morning. Just see what he says. See what he says. And then be available the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of the month. Be available. Just for a couple of minutes here, just ask him. Thank you. 
equipping us, Lord, for giving us the gifts that you chose specifically to put inside of us, Lord. Thank you for giving us purpose. Lord, thank you for giving us a place in the body that is needed, that is welcome, that is important. Lord, thank you that we get to partner with you in doing some really cool things here on earth. Lord, would you show us what that looks like right now as we head out into our week? Before we even leave here, Lord, would you be speaking and showing us ways that we can walk in the gifts inside of us? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I think it's really